Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 957. The pure offering of my will will burn on the altar of love. That my sacrifice may be perfect, I unite myself closely with the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. When great sufferings will cause my nature to tremble and my physical and spiritual strength will diminish, then will I hide myself deep in the open wound of the heart of Jesus, silent as a dove, without complaint. Let all my desires, even the holiest, noblest, and most beautiful, take always the last place and your holy will the very first. The least of your desires, O Lord, is more precious to me than heaven with all its treasures. I know very well that people will not understand me. That is why my sacrifice will be purer in your eyes. Some days ago, a certain person came to me and asked me to pray for her intention, as she had some urgent and important business. All of a sudden, I felt in my soul that this matter was not pleasing to God, and I replied that I would not pray for this intention, but I will pray for you in general, I added. A few days later, this lady came back to me and thanked me for not having prayed for her intention, but rather for her, because she had been motivated by a spirit of revenge toward a certain person to whom she owed respect and veneration in virtue of the fourth commandment. The Lord Jesus had changed her interior dispositions, and she herself acknowledged her guilt, but was, however, surprised that I had penetrated her secret. Today I received a letter from Father Sopochko, who sent me greetings for my feast day, February 15th. His greetings gave me joy, but his poor health made me sad. I had known about this by interior intuition, but had not quite believed it. But it seems to me that if he himself wrote that this was true, was so, then the other things about which he did not write are also true, and my interior knowledge has not deceived me. He requested me to underline all that I know does not come from me, that is to say, all that Jesus tells me which I hear in my soul. He has already asked me to do this several times, but I did not have the time, and to tell the truth, I was in no hurry to do so. But how does he know that I have not done this? I was very surprised, but now I am setting about this work with all my heart. O oh, my Jesus, your representative's will is clearly your holy will, without a shadow of a doubt. February 16, 1937. Today I entered a neighboring room by mistake, and so for a while I talked with the person who was there. When I returned to my own room, I thought about that person for a few moments. Then suddenly Jesus stood by my side and said, My daughter, what are you thinking about right now? Without thinking, I snuggled close to his heart, because I realized that I had been thinking too much about creatures. This morning, after completing my spiritual exercises, I began at once to crochet. I sensed a stillness in my heart, I sensed that Jesus was resting in it. That deep and sweet consciousness of God's presence prompted me to say to the Lord, O Most Holy Trinity, 
dwelling in my heart, I beg you, grant the grace of conversion to as many souls as the number of stitches that I will make today with this crochet hook. Then I heard these words in my soul, My daughter, too great are your demands. Jesus, you know what, that for you it is easier to grant much rather than a little. That is so. It is less difficult for me to grant a soul much rather than a little, but every conversion of a sinful soul demands sacrifice. Well, Jesus, I offer you this wholehearted work of mine. This offering does not seem to me to be too small for such a large number of souls. You know, Jesus, that for 30 years you were saving souls by just this kind of work. And since holy obedience forbids me to perform great penances and mortifications, therefore I ask you, Lord, accept these mere nothings, stamped with the seal of obedience as great things. Then I heard a voice in my soul, My dear daughter, I comply with your request. Here, St. Faustina writes of offering the sacrifice of her will, giving up what she wants to do on the altar of love. Her love for Jesus makes the sacrifice easy. She wants to make Jesus, her beloved, happy. Then someone asked Faustina to pray for her intention, but God let Faustina know that this would not be pleasing to him since the woman was motivated by a spirit of revenge. So Faustina refused to pray for the intention, but rather she prayed for the woman, and this led to the woman's conversion. God gave Faustina the, that insight in order to help the woman. We must discern where the inspirations that come to our heart come from. Faustina had also been given insight about how much Father Sapochko was suffering. This was then confirmed by a letter he wrote. Uh, he too was a kind of a victim soul, and the sacrifices that he and St. Faustina offered helped the messages of the Divine Mercy to reach the world. Now he asks her to do a very important thing, to underline in her diary those words that do not come from her, in other words, the words that come from Jesus. Now right now when we read the diary, the words that come from Jesus are in bold uh, type, and the words that are from Faustina are not, so it's easy for us to distinguish between the two. But when she first wrote the diary, uh, she didn't write anything in bold type, so it was hard for Father Sopochko to discern, well, what comes from Jesus, what comes from Faustina? So by underlining, uh, he was able to tell the difference. So that was a very important step in um, eventually getting the, uh, the diary approved. Faustina accidentally entered the wrong room at the hospital. Her thought strayed to the person in the room uh, for a while, and then Jesus called her back to focus on him and her mission. And then Faustina very audaciously asks Jesus to save as many souls and to bring to conversion as many sinners as uh, the uh, things that she was crocheting, all of the little uh, crochet uh, knots that she was making. And uh, Jesus uh, said that every conversion of a great sinner demands sacrifice. So Faustina offered her work uh, with all her heart uh, out of obedience, uh, just like the work that the young Jesus did as a, in the carpenter shop when he was growing up. So Jesus uh, graciously accepted the offer, and she asked with great faith and great trust. 
So we can offer sacrifices for sinners, and if we offer it with love, it will be pleasing to Jesus. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, Souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.